Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me share at least one more story from my show last night do you want to do, yeah. why don't we kick off the actual pod then we'll do that sure. and we can do that sure. welcome to quality time everybody uh we're back i'm your host eric woodworth uh on this wonderful halloween day uh as night is uh, approaching I'll, you know what I'm just excited to be here. Uh, first and foremost, let me uh, uh, introduce my blood, my brother, live from some horror con in another state, Jeremy P. Woodworth. How are you, sir? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Is this, is this can I guess, is this Clue Gallagher? No, 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 no. It's, I'm, uh, uh, I'm Tom Savini. Oh, it's Tom Savini. Okay, and, uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the devil. So, yeah. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> okay. I never age. So, <laughs> very good. And uh, I'm like 200 years old, by the way. Ooh, listen to the. Hey, in the meantime, uh, while Jeremy's fixing his audio problems, uh, I'd like. We're also joined by the very lovely, very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm alive, Daddy. I'm, this is the best I can give you. <laughs> I wish I wasn't, but I'm alive. Uh, happy, yeah, happy Halloween uh, to both of you and to all of our listeners. Oh, I'm excited. Well, happy Halloween to you. Now, you said you had a special uh, story you wanted to share with us. Oh, so I was, some of you may have already heard uh, from the pre-show, but I did a show yesterday in the heart of Harrisburg, um, and my show, I got there at six 30. Can anyone guess what time I went on stage? And I'll give you a hint. I was the first comedian up. Okay. So the, the, what was the 10, 10 o'clock? When was the show billed to start? 8 PM. 8 PM was the start time. You get there six 30. Because Jeremy... they told us the wrong start time. First of all, they told me to be there at six 30 and then they forgot the doors open at seven. So go, you <laughs> here at 7 30 and i was like okay cool so jeremy said 10 what's your guess eric i'm gonna take the under but i'm gonna go 9 45 eric wins yes 9 45 i went on stage hell yeah 9 45 god thank god game. thank god you weren't headlining <laughs> like have you ever no. <laughs> I missed my party. I was going to go to a party afterwards. It was too late. By the time it would have taken me to drive to Harrisburg and there, I couldn't have safely driven. And this is the night, you know, where like everybody's drunk, there's cops out, and I hadn't even been drinking. But I was like, I'll fall asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Um, I am the only white person performing. 
because this is um, a hood show, I'll say. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Ha- you you had described it pre-show as uh, it looked like uh, the way that you kind of outlined it, lined it to me. It sounded like a place where you would film like RoboCop Four. Like, yeah, this is horrible. And please forgive me, anyone listening. Please take mercy on me. It kind of reminded me of when they go to New York and coming to America, and <laughs> they're like, "It's perfect. I'll take it." Um, <laughs> terrifying so i do make a joke at one point that i i still at this moment was it a bad idea was it funny i don't know i told a very nice black couple Mm -hmm. that they were wonderful people which they were great guests Mm -hmm. and i said we could do the colorblind side where you guys could adopt a white girl who's bad at sports and <laughs> they did not find it quite as funny as I did. And then I kept going, and our DJ was in, or not a DJ, a photographer, came as a dinosaur. And I asked if he was a Pegasaurus. <laughs> and apparently, black men do not find pegging oh. as funny as I do. I kind of like so, the idea of the the reverse blind side, like a black family adopts right? you and stuff like that. Except, you know, instead of uh, getting you like to play O line for uh, Old Miss, they uh, they mm-hmm. just every every you you're the official manager speaker. Like they just they turn you into like a bread Karen. Um, you know? Yes. <laughs> I think. And, and like, yeah, instead of like a nice new truck, they're like, <laughs> we got you. Cadillac and I was like okay so <laughs> I live by know. one principle everyone's return policy is Costco's policy <laughs> <laughs> Applebee's send it back <laughs> it was it was wild and then like I they had zombie fingers as props on the table Ooh. and I one up and I was like oh these are so cool look at this one it's all decayed and someone goes that's not a zombie finger. That's a that's a joint, Ashley. <laughs> so I had to lay it back down, and I was like, "This is not my weed." <laughs> so, anyway, oh, that's that awesome! Exciting. Now, yeah. uh, I had a, a rack of shows this week. It was uh, it's my I, I call it my busy season. So uh, Wednesday night, uh, if I can take you back in time, I went with the great Rob Mayer uh, up to Rocky Gap Casino to perform. Now, a um, couple things about this show. Uh, one, I was told that we needed to be PG thirteen, right? So, um, uh, but when we get there, he goes, "Hey, we meet PG thirteen. They're like, they're like, just don't do anything like too racy." He's like, "You can say, you know, you can say the f word and stuff like that." As soon as I did that, Rob noted, I said the f word forty seven times during my set. Okay, <laughs> so I, I immediately, as soon as he said, "Oh, you could just do that," I, I immediately started right. I, I was fuck this, fuck that. I did the whole show like that. Now, the demographic, uh, for the audience. It is. Can I guess? Yes. Okay, so I'm sort of ish from that area. It's Cumberland, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, so it's. I'm gonna assume some old whites, anywhere between fifty and seventy. Yeah, that's a ninety. Yeah. I would say the median age was sixty in this room of about a hundred and. It's probably like a hundred and fifteen people that showed up, right? And so it's a it's a big crowd. Everybody right? like Matlock. Everybody like Matlock. Everybody, you drop a Golden Girls reference. 
fucking killing it, right? They but, love Jag. And it and it, it and that's like a total that's like a total Rue McClanahan. Yeah. <laughs> You'll Rue McClanahan the day, Jeremy, you made that reference. So look, I get up there and um they they tell me they're like I can see I was like it's probably it's a very white very conservative crowd and I was like cool so my only credit they bring me up is uh, that I perform for the troops okay now I get up there and I was just like yeah I perform for the troops give it give it up for the troops fucking huge ovation like this they're like fuck yeah woo we love the troops and I was just like hey and the troops I perform for they had a big victory they just took back their country Afghanistan and I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Hey, when I did that, there there wasn't a boo, there wasn't there wasn't a there wasn't a uh, there wasn't laughter. It was the most silence you've ever heard. One hundred and fifteen people. They went from woo to just like the fuck did he just say? Did he just fucking which say? Is, which is so weird, Eric? Because I've never seen that joke do bad. <laughs> I just did, did, did he just say he likes the Steelers? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I said I literally it it went so poorly that I just sat there and went. <laughs> I started, I started <laughs> laughing like a crazy person on stage from how bad it was. I think the only person who did laugh was uh, Sher- uh Shannon Bailey. Shout out Shannon. Uh, she she came to the show and I heard her stage and when she saw me just laughing, she was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like like she was in on it. And Rob and uh, they were the only two people that got it. But I. God, I just, I don't know what it is that I can't help myself sometimes that I, like, even in my head, I was like, this won't go well. Yeah, let's do it. And then, <laughs> there was also, uh, now, I, I I dug myself out of this hole. By the way, it's, we have a host who, uh, we're supposed to do a 90-minute show. The host goes up, he goes, I was like, how much time are you doing? He's like, I, I don't know, probably like two minutes like how long it takes me to bring you up i was like okay so me and rob had to do 90 minutes between both of us so i did like a 30 minute set with like a fucking no opener (laughs) and i did win them back by the end of the show but like the next like 10 minutes of my set i was just like i had to crowd work them back in and i got them and there were like i'm telling you right now there was this table of like ladies over here i kept looking at them i was just like I'm going to make you laugh at me, and I don't fucking care like that. I kept looking at him. Hey, hands crossed like this. Didn't, didn't, they were just stonewalling <laughs> me the whole night. God, it was really fun. So, um, But no, they were really nice. I always, I, always, I always come up to tables. I'm like, hey, you guys look old like you're going to die. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, there, here's, here's one other funny part. There's, there's a couple that, that got up. Um, and they were about to leave. And this is like near the end of my set. And I was like, I'm about to bring up our headliner for the evening. Hey, they turned around and sat back down. So they, they hated my set so much. <laughs> but they, they were like, I'm going to stay because he just said he's about to get off. <laughs> oh, good. He's, he's, he's almost done. So, uh, like, we can go gamble later. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, that it did it did fucking rule though. So I I had I say that because uh that I did have a great time. Lots of people came up to me afterwards. You're like, hey man, that was a great set. I was like, well, you didn't show it. You didn't act like it was a great set. Okay, it didn't feel like that. Felt pretty bad actually. Um, but yeah, I uh, I ended up doing that, and then Friday night I got to uh, 
I got to do Magoobies, and I had, you know, I had fucking two primo sets, though. I'm telling you right now, just like, mm, chef's kiss good, worked a new bit out that's been really good, where I refer to myself as the Arby's of sex. Uh, and I am just, you know, it's been a fun time. Because, like, you know, a restaurant, you know, you know, some restaurants you make a reservation for. And I'm, no, you don't make reservations for an Eric Woodworth. It's more like uh, it's more like you drive by and you're like, oh, Arby's. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. It's not your first choice. It's just I, what it is. I, can I form an outsider opinion? <laughs> yes. I thought when you mentioned Arby's that your ass is like a big pile of roast beef. Oh, okay. It's so torn up from having butt sex. (laughs) Thank you, Jeremy. God bless you. You know, I I think you might represent more of a golden corral. Oh, because I think probably promise a lot, but everything you offer is probably garbage. Ooh, unlimited cheese fountain of fucking the worst shit. Yeah, no, I... He's, he's got fondue, and then you're like, oh, this is terrible. I'm going to be sick. Oh, by the way, unlimited steak if you like eating two ounces at a time every time you go up. <laughs> Thanks. I also like that, that Jeremy has to have a standoff with the steak guy at the Golden Corral. He's like, it's all I can eat, and I want more now. Sir, can you just get your, your, your fucking little medallion and then come back. Uh, I'm sorry. Does that look like a man-sized amount of meat? Fill <laughs> a plate with meat. <laughs> so, no, it was good. And we had the, the murder mystery last night went really well. So, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm exhausted. And guys, big announcement. And this is, I swear this is my last thing. Um, uh, I, 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 I think I've finished the basement. I think it's done. Like there's like I can just not I can rest now. I can finally die and not enjoy any of it. That is what I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll pass this weekend. <laughs> you can empty out the shed so I can do more baby eater. Oh yeah, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, let's let's talk about baby eater. The project we started <laughs> 2 years ago that we have filmed one single uh night uh and you have these when is baby eater happening? How is it going to be executed? Uh, I have uh, two or three really easy scenes to do at your house. And uh, I have another scene to do up here in Jersey. And then the rest of the scenes I have to find actual actors for. I was hoping to do a nice cameo with Justin Schlegel if he was game. But uh, I'm still working on it. I I know him. And uh, yeah, he already said no. Um, no, I'm so I didn't kidding. I'm so kidding. What, what he wanted to do. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Jerry. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'll never suck his dick again. <laughs> uh, so, Jeremy, what horror convention are you at right now? Tell us about the, the sights and sounds there. Well, I'm at uh, Chiller Theater up here in Parsippany, Snippity. Uh, New Jersey. It's a whole different state. It's not Maryland. Um, I had a little bit of drama last night. Oh, and uh, drama. Okay. I, I like to hook up with this cool director or producer of the movie, The Deadly Spawn from the 70s. And he's like a real cigar aficionado. And obviously, I had a friend 
who hooked me up with some really good cigars. And uh, the guy who, who's the deadly spawn producer is Ted Bohus, and he's he really knows cigars. And he gave me a, a nice one last time I smoked with him two years, three years ago when we were out uh, smoking with Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead as well, Jeez. you know, the old Herschel. Well, watch it, man. Hey, let me. I need a spotter with all these fucking names you're dropping on me, brother. <laughs> well, well, the funny thing is, Ted Bohus didn't even watch The Walking Dead, so he didn't even know who he was. I mean, it was wow. probably the height, height of his uh, career, um, and then he died. But no, <laughs> seriously. Sorry. So, <laughs> death is funny. Um <laughs> So, wrong. <laughs> so I have my my clown friend Eric with us. And of course, Ed and I are really excited about smoking cigars with Ted. So we get invited to the smoking party. Unbeknownst to us, Eric, my clown friend, took it upon himself to go to the party before we did, and him dressed as a clown. There was some girl slash wife at the party who hates clowns and is frightened by them. So what does he do? He fucks with this woman to the point where she's screaming for him to leave. (laughs) We invited him to the party where we wanted to have fun and smoke. So by the time I get to the party, the husband comes up to me while the wife is scared inside the room behind a sliding glass door and he says as politely as he can my wife can't stand clowns i really need you to leave and i'm like oh man really and he's like "I'm, i'm really sorry i'll buy you a beer and i'm like I didn't know the backstory of my buddy Eric coming and fucking with this woman and fucked us out of a party, which I was none too pleased. So when you, when you roll up, you think that they're just saying, even though you're not in clown makeup, right? I assume. No, I was in complete clown. Oh, you're in complete clown. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So, but when the guy came up to me, he, I thought he was going to ask me to mess with somebody. And I literally said, I'm just here to chill. I just want to, you know, I don't want to mess with any. And he's like, no, uh, you, uh, you need to leave because my wife. And I'm like, I didn't do anything to your wife. I'm just here. I'm not going to fuck with anybody. I, 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 think I it's, don't even want to. Jeremy, what you should like, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Uh, but I would say this is this is prime clown discrimination, uh, and exactly. I I would have band together with your other clown friends, maybe made some signs and say you will not replace us, and that would have been I think the best thing that you could have done. Well, I am starting CLM. <laughs> Wait a minute, and, uh, C- oh, clown, you know, lives. clown lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we're gonna pretty much we're gonna just start looting and and burning things down tonight. no <laughs> no don't do that and clowns are a lovable people and you you, you know they're they're not all, our, they're not all murder clowns you know our chief our chief enemies we'll be beating up any mimes that we see oh you hate so. mimes Ugh. yeah but that makes sense mimes are gross get rid of them Ugh. exterminate them <laughs> So anyway, that was a little drama last night. Kind of brought the night down. Uh, the night before, um, 
I was with a certain friends, which I will not name because I, I love them. Okay. Uh, and I got offered blow. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Look at that. Hey, did to you? Which I said, no, I want to live. Did, so. No, you said, don't worry. I, I, I already brought my own. And you start scratching your arm and then bump a line of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and gosh, that was the biggest rail I've ever made. Jeremy, that's what you need to do. You need to start bagging your own and selling it to stupid people and be like, yeah, this will get you fucked up. And then you start making money. Yeah, and then they're like nosebleeds and like, this is good shit. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. 50% my skin, a crushed up blue chew, and some emerald. Get fucked up. <laughs> you can tell by all the tar that I rub a lot of lotion on. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll make a movie by about way, you. You remember how dad always smelled like tar? Yeah, I remember it. It's unforgettable, as a matter of fact. And now I smell like tar. I, so. You know, there's nothing like this when I smell like a roadway getting finished and I think man i really miss that guy abusing the fuck out of us uh oh it's always a good it's always a good reminder of how i'll smell like fire and brimstone when i'm burning in hell (laughs) oh sweet jeremy god god bless you the only thing and the only thing on the list of my list of charges it'll just say clown instant hell (laughs) maybe they'll make a movie about you jeremy and call it scarred tissue face Um, so the other the other important part of the uh um convention is meeting the actual chucky um slash howard the duck slash station from bill and ted's bogus journey otherwise known as ed gale hell yeah so you finally got to meet your hero ed gale did he did he allow you to uh place him on your shoulders and carry him around like master blaster well i did get to throw him up in the air and <laughs> swing him around by his by his feet like a like a child so and fine and when i tickled him until he peed then finally he he was crying he was like please stop or i'll kill you so. and also he said i hate clowns so. <laughs> and i wasn't allowed it <laughs> So they banned me. They banned me from Chiller. No, no, uh, that's sad. Second, man. Uh, there's only three three celebrities I could afford this weekend. One was was Ed Gale. Second was uh, Tom Berenger. Which you got you got some really good audio from Tom Berenger. Gave us a shout out to the pod. So uh, very good, yeah. very good job. Maybe I can play that real quick. Let's see here. Let's. Uh, is this the Tom Berenger clip? Did I send you the Ed Gale one? Hold on, let's see. Ready when you are. Oh, you want... What am I doing? Your name and quality time, so... What is, oh, you're doing uh, a... shout-out for my, my podcast. Oh, you're doing... Okay, yes. yo, yo. <laughs> I was in surf. <laughs> Take two. Take two. I like it. We're going to keep it all. Listen up. I was in Ferris Bueller's day off. I was the asshole that stole the car and took it for a jaguar. Well, I was an asshole. It was fun. And what's your I name? Was, I was in Platoon. You were, why do you interrupt me? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm no Spike Lee. There are so many rude people in this world. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> you agree with me? I agree with you. Yeah, there's so many rude people. Was that? Oh, you apologize. Okay, anyway. What I was saying. 
you know, somehow I don't really believe you, that you're really sorry. I am sorry. I, don't I think you're acting. I know you're acting. You're an actor. I'm as sorry as Alec Baldwin shooting somebody. Hey, yeah. Why would you make jokes about Alec Baldwin? I, I'm a Daniel Baldwin fan from Homicide, so that's my Baldwin. <laughs> That, that is Baldwin. Yes. As a Baldwin. Or Stephen Baldwin. As a Baldwin. Now, what happened to Stephen Baldwin? I know what he's happened. He's still around. Yeah, but he became... Uh, he's conservative. He became... He's a, Christian. He became... <laughs> he became a hardcore Christian. Yeah. Hardcore. All right. I got to do one more. <laughs> Jerry, who is this? <laughs> This, this is the guy that steals the, the, the Ferrari in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I got enough. He's, I don't need it well. anymore. You gave me a whole performance. Put, put up with me as, as much as oh, you wait, can. Oh, wait. Are we still going? Your, your name <laughs> and, and quality time is all I ask. Can I take a picture with you? Yes. Yes, nothing else. And, and my name is Richard Edson, and I was in Platoon. And I was using the M16. So... I don't know. I was going to say I'm going to kill people if they don't uh, check out Quality Time Podcast. So, there we go. All thank right. Thank you, sir. My Man, that was pulling teeth. That was all the teeth that you had to pull right there. I think this is the other the I think this is Tom Berenger here. So, let's let's hear this little yeah. this little bit of audio here. This is Tom Berenger for Quality Time Broadcast. In New Jersey. By the way, Rob and Joe Show were very impressed by you being here. Was, oh, were they? Yeah. You and Ronnie Cox, you were the yeah. shit. So. Oh, oh, look at that. Ronnie Cox. God. Hey, Tom Berenger, I love that his his dedication to just always sounding drunk. I mean, that's an amazing. God bless him for that. I'm just thankful for any actor that kills, um, you know, what's that guy? That, that The guy's name, The Rooster. You know, from a platoon. Always, always a good time, man. Always a good time. Yeah, Eric, I don't think he sounds drunk. I think probably most of these people are are drunk. I I don't don't think there's a lot of pretending. He's pushing 70 or something. He's old. He, He sounded old. Yeah, but some of these people are in their like forties or fifties, and they sound very old. They've they've lived hard lives. Um, speaking of hard lives. Uh, I found a fan last night. Um, she could have been 40 years old, but she looked like 70. And her teeth in her head looked like a rake. Okay. <laughs> and probably weighed 90 pounds and um, probably has done more meth than most of Baltimore. Oh, okay. Um, nice. And she was a fan of yours? Yeah, and she was hanging with me, and also at one point I was like, she might be a dude. I can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, good, man. Really, 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 really low voice. And shout out, hey, if if you happen to be listening to the pod, uh, Jeremy's fan who has like three or four teeth uh, that you met and you hung out with, call, uh, reach out to the pod. We'll set up, uh, we'd love to to hear more from you, your side of the story. So Yeah, call us at... How much Call. meth she's done, and also whether she's really a, a, a woman or not. <laughs> Call us at 1-800-Q-TIPS. Let us know. <laughs> Q-TIPS. 
<laughs> oh god. Let us know how you happy, keep that that gaunt figure. Yes, sorry. The other happy the other happy thing uh was I only sold one t shirt yesterday, but it was to probably one of the biggest breasted women at the show. So Ooh. oh I was very impressed and she put the t shirt on immediately too, so I got to model it. So Hell yeah. Well, let's did get I into. I really, did I mention I really love big breasts? Never. That's weird. Well, should we get into uh, today's movie, Jeremy? This was your pick this week. Uh, well, I wasn't finished yet. Let me give me give okay. me 10, okay. 20 more seconds. I'm sorry. Uh, the, floor the final is yours. celebrity. The final celebrity was, of course, Ronnie Cox, and uh, he was nice and very old. And uh, uh, I wish I could have gotten a couple more, but that's all I could afford. So hey, sometimes it. sometimes it be like that, man. Sometimes it be like that. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you had a good time, Jeremy, and uh, I'm glad you could join us from a stairwell today uh, <laughs> to record to record the podcast. Gotta be someplace semi quiet. Uh, but today we're going over the 1987 uh, movie. I've never seen this before, uh, and I I'll be honest with you, was not disappointed, Jeremy. The Hidden, uh, which uh, directed by. Uh, Jack Shoulder. Uh, we've this will be the second Jack Sh- uh, Shoulder movie we've done. Uh, Jeremy, do you know the first one? Um, was it uh, Twilight? It was not Twilight. No, no. he 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 is, Jack Shoulder has also uh, uh, directed the 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 gayest um, uh, f- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which would be Nightmare oh, on Elm Street Part, part two. two. He's uh oh, well, I met him. I gave him a Togo T-shirt. There you go. See, you didn't even know you met the director of The Hidden. No, I did know I met him. I just forgot. Oh, okay. Good, good bit. Good bit. That was like two years ago. So I never, I Jeremy, what, how did this movie get on your radar? Because I'd, ne- I'd never even heard of this existing uh, before you brought it up last week. Well, I think uh, a better name for this movie would be called Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it would be good. It, that's that's it, it. It is very accurate. Yeah. Well, this was, of course, Claudia. What's her name's uh, probably big breakout role. And uh, it's it's great because it's you know just mayhem for mayhem's sake. Sake. Yeah, I do. I love how it literally is like uh, uh, the so the the premise of this movie is a, a an alien comes to to Earth and it can inhabit other people's bodies and all it does is literally just do free play for Grand Theft Auto and just murder people everywhere it goes. I just I love the, even the start of this movie where it's just bankroll. It's like a security camera of a bank and he just comes in and just starts blowing people away in the first second of the movie i was like okay i like the plate we're setting here um it 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 kicks into high gear right away so i got i got another name for this movie it's called alien asshole alien (laughs) and it's like hey i'm going to this other planet where i'm just gonna fuck shit up and be a dick so you did you did mention that this was uh Claudia Christian's breakout role. Uh she actually would later go on to I, I think get her real big break in uh Babylon five in the nineties. Uh yes. but during this the shoot of this movie, she had two stories about working on the movie The Hidden. One is that uh uh apparently the director didn't think her uh her uh uh chest was very good so they made special clothing to accentuate her ass and she was just like yeah they basically just said 
my rack was trash so we'll just gonna we'll try to make you look better <laughs> from below and and then uh the other thing uh when because she eventually becomes the the one of the alien bodies that it inhabits uh so there's lots of shooting that she does uh one of the guns uh that was firing blanks had a real alec baldwin situation didn't hit anybody but shrapnel came back and actually scratched her retina in one of her eyes so much so that anytime she works uh, has worked on screen since then she like blinks and can't watch like she shoots like will ferrell in the movie uh jay and silent bob strike back where he's like ah, ah, and like closes her eyes and shoots <laughs> like this um because she's still terrified even on the set of babylon 5 where the guns didn't really fire and they added it as special effects she didn't have the ability to not shut her eyes when it was happening That's so sad she's got like ptsd yeah <laughs> uh, she does i mean yeah the the things you have to go through the movie industry just to make it you know just no but i understand though because like after a guy got come in my eye i just couldn't open my eyes again giving blowjobs i get it (laughs) which i think is immortalized if that uh peter gabriel song in your eyes (laughs) i'm coming in your eyes in your eyes uh, I just came eyes. in your eyes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just came in your eyes tonight. Must have been something soon. Uh, I also it's not as good as a uh, Billy Idol song, uh, "Eyes Without a Dick." Uh, <laughs> I, this is also uh, uh, we also get uh, actor Kyle MacLachlan in this film who plays the uh, he plays the cop and the FBI agent that's tracking this uh, this uh, murderer down uh, but he, it's also funny this is it, it's a real stretch for him to play a weird kind of eccentric FBI agent we can all agree about that uh, <laughs> the one thing about this is he doesn't talk into a tape recorder in the movie now, um the other the other <laughs> actual cop cop that uh is is helping out the investigation is Michael uh uh Nuari uh Michael Nuari right I think I'm saying that right uh now if, if you want to hear a bit of comedy Michael Nuari took this role um and turned down a huge role uh to be in this movie he he turned down the part that would eventually be mel gibson's role in lethal weapon so he could make this movie the hidden (laughs) (laughs) oh that rules so hard man um it also has uh jeremy one of your favorite actors this guy right here in it That's right, Clue Gallagher, which I pulled out of our archives, your Clue Gallagher song, Jeremy. Yeah, very small part. If I'm being honest with you, I thought it could have used 50% more Clue Gallagher throughout the whole film. My other yeah. favorite is the my other favorite is the uh the final uh uh cop that he inhabits who is also in uh Six Feet Under as the Russian love interest. 
And uh, I, I just love his face. He's got a freaky face, like a bad guy was meant to play. Yeah, so. you're so you're talking about Edo Ross, and I, I did have some notes on him. Edo Ross has actually been featured in another film that we did, The Universal Soldier, because he's like the head colonel that runs the Universal Soldier program. But yeah, he looks like a guy that's just a real cock all the time. You know what I mean? Like a guy you just like, he's the type of person that double parks at a Walmart. He has that face. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, I have to say, there is something fun, though. You're talking about Lou Gallagher. I love him, and he's got these phenomenal eyebrows that I just want in every movie. I want those caterpillars crawling across <laughs> my goddamn screen. And it's, by the way, really good with a pickaxe into somebody's head. So The best. The best in the, the goddamn biz. Me too. <laughs> uh, there's also another... Uh, there's a couple other... Uh, little parts in this movie uh you actually get to see lynn shay uh in this film who would later go on to be in movies like insidious but i most fondly remember her as uh the landlord from the movie uh kingpin uh (laughs) that that, uh, woody harrelson has to bang um to stay that is a good role for her but i also love that she was in the original nightmare on elm street that is true original nightmare uh, and then uh, there's one other good little cameo spot in here. Where is it? Uh, oh, I guess uh, Chris Mulkey is also in it. And uh, Chris Mulkey, he, he's definitely one of those character actors that like, oh, I've seen that guy in that thing. I know what he's talking about. Um, but he also plays Hank Jennings in Twin Peaks, so uh, which would be the second uh, time that Ky- this is the first time that Kyle McLaughlin and him worked together until they did Twin Peaks later. Oh, I didn't even put that together. There you go. Look, everything's all connected. Who knew? Uh, So, yeah, really... uh, So, this movie kicks out in high gear with a bank robbery that goes fucking... uh, It it just starts with brutal violence, a car chase scene that ends with this guy getting shot like 50 fucking times. Um, And literally five stars... During a Grand Theft Auto chase. Yeah, and then he gets out and then tries to... He can't do the cheat code fast enough. And by the way, if you like a movie where blood squibs are used, they use it a hundred times. Everybody gets shot in this movie and blood squirts everywhere. Well, have we already gone past... And I apologize if I'm ahead, but have we already gone past the car chase? <laughs> Where he hits the dude on the wheelchair. I do love how much this the alien in this movie is such a dick to everyone. Like everyone he meets is just like fuck like if you're if you're a kid, if you're a woman, if you're a dude in a wheelchair, you just get disrespected by this guy but constantly. The best part about the wheelchair is, if I'm not mistaken, there's a woman pushing the wheelchair and she saves herself and lets the man in the wheelchair. Uh, oh, the, only, the only thing that compares to it is the kid on the bike getting hit in uh, the Toxic Avenger. With yeah. The kids out drinking, so. <laughs> no points for a kid on a bike. Twenty points if you get the kid and the bike. <laughs> You do know that someone had to be budget happy to some degree, which maybe Eric can shed some light possibly on that, like what the budget was, because there's so many unnecessary scenes that we see over and over again also in action movies where it's like, 
you were talking about it being called Grand Theft Auto. You're right, because then it's like, oh, I have to drive through this pane of glass almost comically so that we can break that shit, too. <laughs> I, I don't understand what the point is of, of doing these shots. It's like, oh, we actually made this movie for less than expected. Let's just break some shit. So, yeah, the, the budget for this movie was $5 million, which in 1987, that's a lot. There's a That's a good chunk of change for a sci-fi uh, action movie, I'd say. Yeah. All, all I remember is watching the Lamborghini actually run into things, and I'm like, well, I know they only had one fucking Lamborghini to fucking waste on this movie. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to actually ram a, a Lamborghini into things? Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Well, they could have they used the kit car. I mean, you know. That is true. Now they uh, they they end up taking this uh, guy who gets shot uh, seventeen to twenty times to the hospital because he's still alive. Because uh, apparently, if you're the alien, you could st- you could just live longer, but uh, you, you slowly uh, you know he can't heal himself or anything. That'll come into play later as you meet it our other alien. Of, I'm so sorry. It it kind of reminds me of Jason Goes to Hell a little bit, where he just starts. Well, not to jump around too much, but you know what I'm saying. Where well, he's he, a Jedi. Well, that, yeah, that that too. It, it's just kind of this idea that they can be injured, but they just keep moving, and then they can start hopping. Yeah, around. they're like Weeble Wobble people. You can knock them over, but they don't stay down. Uh, the only way you can kill them is actually them. taking their head off. Ah, <laughs> good point. I was going to I don't like that Eric said weeble wobbles. I'm a weeble wobble. I I get low to the ground, but I get right back up. I don't fall over. I'm I'm top heavy. You know they need to make a horror movie where the guy actually gets his head cut off, but he regrows a head. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool. I like, but I do like this little piece of uh, special effects when they're at the uh, where they're at the hospital and they show the transference of this alien. Because God, it is a it is a, a Rob Botton esque fucking moment of these two dummies just like his mouth opens up and this giant slug comes out. And it's like Wah! now they actually stole a whole bunch of like uh, the tentacle sound effects from the movie The Thing and actually repurposed them in this film. So if you notice, uh, there's a couple times like later when you see the uh the next that this form that he hops into here there's like a tentacle that like pops out of his arm it's like that little that they ripped that right from the thing uh that oh. audio so uh and that, I, was, that was a truly disgusting scene oh, yeah just yeah. oh the visual the sound was awful i was like Ugh. see that's my ptsd because it sounds like comedians trying to french kiss me it's just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the way comedians sound when they open their mouth but uh speaking speaking of the thing and the, and the dog sounds from the thing yes richard masseur is here today otherwise known as clark oh so, clark i you know? i also like him because he's uh doesn't he play uh what's his name from it as well the, uh, yes headless headless refrigerator guy in, in the original hey yes. what's going on buddy <laughs> so <laughs> uh no so this this new uh body that it now inhabits uh who's played by william boyette uh is probably my favorite rendition of the monster 
right? Because he, first of all, he just he has a look that already looks very alien. He's like like he's always holding up down a throw up constantly, and he just <laughs> literally acts like Little John in the East Side Boys. Like wherever he goes, like I don't give a damn. You don't give a fuck. Just stiff arms people out of his way. Does whatever the fuck he wants. Pulls. A, I like when he goes to like hit on two women, and they're like, Ugh, and he goes to go pull out a gun immediately. <laughs> like this. Again, and he's, this me a lot of comedy shows, and you're like, no, I don't want you, and he's like, you're going to regret that. I'll show you. I, I, I emphasized with this uh, alien the most. I'm like, oh gosh, he had to run like 25 feet before he felt like he was dying in the in the roadway. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I he eventually goes to uh what's it called he goes to like the lamborghini dealership and he's just like i need the car and he's like just give him the car man the second he goes thanks and just fucking shoots both of them in there which is a fun <laughs> i love that scene too oh. yes which, can we also talk about before he goes into the office and they're just sitting in there selling this guy a car and they're doing cocaine out of this little play lamborghini <laughs> yes. <on> the- <laughs> what Fuck, nobody offered me cocaine when I bought my smart car. Yeah. <laughs> you get drywall like the rest of the plebes here. <laughs> you, you, you sat you sat in the in the office to sign the paper like, oh, would you like some Pez? No, you know what they gave me whenever I got my smart car? An air freshener. Oh. They were like, congratulations, the car smells like death. <laughs> <laughs> That always that always is the best thing when you get like a really good you know sports car and they're like, well, it's been detailed so you won't notice any blood, and we give you a free air freshener. So <laughs> I was gonna say like I can't emphasize enough that Eric and I went to two very different versions of CarMax because with Eric, I'm pretty sure when Eric got his car, they like gave him a foot rub and they kissed him on the forehead like. Mwah! good for you and then when i bought a car they spit in my mouth and they're like here you go slut (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the ride lady now get the hell out (laughs) tell tell your story walking when this car breaks down the second it comes off of here (laughs) if you bring it back we're gonna blame it on you being a woman This is your fault. You should have known you were buying a shitty car, and then they slap me in the face. <laughs> oh, uh, so uh, we get to meet most of our cast members, which are uh, mostly police officers. There's a uh, there's a senator Holt who uh, gets introduced and his uh, staff. Um, we also learn that uh, Lloyd Gallagher is the our FBI agent who is tracking this guy down. Um, but as the story progresses, uh, our cop uh, Tom Beck figures out that he's not who he says he is and ends up locking him up uh, because he also, too, is an alien, but not the same kind of alien as this guy who's killing people. He's a totally different species of alien that can also inhabit the human body and use it as a vehicle to do what the fuck they want. Uh, wild, wild little ride. And they have very different powers, too. Like uh, like uh, uh, Lloyd, who's played by Kyle McLaughlin, uh, he, can, he can sense which alien is which but that alien doesn't know if he is an alien uh at the well, same time this reeks of dream catcher 
which I don't want to go into mm. too much because I want us to do that this this winter. But it reeks of Dreamcatcher just because you've got the alien aspect in two different types. Uh, have we gotten to the strip club yet? No, the strip club's coming oh. up. That'll be the next thing we okay. go over. Can but we, let's hop right into that because... Can we, can we mention his other, his other alien superpowers? Yes, go for it. Like, just by looking at it, he can tell the difference between low-fat and regular yogurt. <laughs> Also, can we point out the fact that you are not human and you chose to be called Lloyd? What a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. and I, I took the name of my, my, my father's greatest hero, Lloyd Christmas, and I decided <laughs> to just run with it. Well, it's like, okay, Lloyd's not great. What's your second choice? I want to be called Keith. Okay, you have bad taste. Mm-hmm. We're not doing it. <laughs> I'd like my name to be R. R. Kelly. Uh, that I'm R. Kelly McLaughlin. <laughs> um, Sarah that's right. That's my name. San. San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but former guest and uh, my dear friend Sean Laskowitz, he was he he's a master of the art of sarcasm. I remember this girl came up to him one time at a party and he didn't really want to talk to anyone and they're like, Hey, what's your name? And uh, he just looked down at the floor and went Tile, floor tile. I'm floor tile. Hi. Like, <laughs> just, I don't know why I thought that was such the fucking dumbest know, thing Eric, in the world. Is Sean married? He's not. He's single. Oh, gross. No, I'm good. <laughs> so uh, eventually they are able to track him down at a local strip club. Uh, he goes in there and he's just bleeding on the fucking place, uh, which is... I like also that he walks into a strip club with a whole bag of guns, too. Like, they didn't check anything about this guy. He's just like, nope, just having a little drink here as I'm bleeding at the table with my bag of guns at the strip club. <laughs> I cannot properly express just how soft this made my dick. This was awesome. <laughs> some of the worst dancing I've ever seen in a strip Oh, movie. God, yes. Her moves are just like, hey, give it up for Brenda Lee Van Buren. And she just literally just does like little tiny, like it looks like it's the first time she's ever worn heels before. Like she could just barely walk. Horrible. I could feel a sandworm creeping up my dune because it was just so dry. Yeah, it, I, was, it was the least erotic thing I've ever seen. Um, I was very upset. The only, worst, the only worst dancer is the uh, dancer when she does her moves in her wheelchair on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God. That's that really so stuck with me. I had to go for a walk. I had to pause it and think about life. I was like, that was that was truly terrible. I am very upset. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after he goes, uh, he gets into the backstage area uh, surprisingly easily and then uh, immediately inhabits her. Like, I just like how much free reign he has to go wherever he wants. Um, yes. And then she walks out of the place uh, with her big bag of guns and uh, she can't take her regular car. Uh, but this other guy is... Uh, is catcalling her and boy is he catcalling the wrong lady now 
he takes him back to like his uh, Coupe de Ville or whatever, and they're 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 supposed to be having sex. I don't know how he kills this guy. I have no, like I watched the scene twice. And I was just like, how is he? De- so the guy is on was apparently on top. So he she bottom fucked him out of the car somehow and and killed no, him. No, I don't think he. I think it was the reverse because the way it goes out of the car, I think he. I think the victim was on the bottom because uh. the way it goes out of the car. So no, I think he was on top, maybe like strangulation or something. Mm. But I do love it's in the car. He's like, I'm ah. thinking the alien went all the way through and actually ate his dick off. Ah, oh, I like. You know what? I like that in a movie that shows you everything. They just left that part out, though. <laughs> Because I know from, like, Kazakhstan books that there's a straight line from women's mouths all the way to the vajay, because I saw the Borat movie. Oh, you saw so, the Borat movie. I understand that. Makes yeah, sense. I, I, I understand the women's anatomy now, so. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Uh <laughs> I just love that he sits there in the car and he starts feeling her chest because he's like, oh, I've got my own tits. I do and like I that he, like, <laughs> he does love that he has tits now. That is very funny. <laughs> but he doesn't sit there and do anything with them. He's like, this is cool, but I don't have time to enjoy these. I'm on a mission. And then he just drives off. I was like, what was the point of that? What's the point of getting boobies if you're not going to use them? That's the same way I sat around the house once I really let myself go and got overweight and I just start feeling my own breasts. <laughs> I don't know why that sentence. Whoa. So, uh, so our, the gang goes in, uh, uh, our, our FBI and, uh, our FBI alien agent and, uh, with our, uh, with our cop going track down the stripper in another car chase where this cop can't shoot a goddamn thing. So, uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin has to hang out the window and take literally two shots to blow out their tires. Um, and then, uh, end up chasing her to, uh, like an abandoned warehouse where they have an all out gunfight. And it's just, there's so much shooting in this scene between the three of them. It's like, almost like comically Western, how many rounds of ammunition go off as they're just standing in front of each other. Like, like, you know, the scene in um, life aquatic where it's like the, the pirate ship scene where everybody has a gun and then fucking Bill Murray runs in and he's just shooting and then runs headfirst into it with just one gun and just nobody hits anything. Uh, except she takes like a couple of fucking shots here and there, but she can't hit a goddamn thing at all. Uh, very exciting. Um, and then, I don't think I've ever watched Life Aquatic. <laughs> oh, there, there is a ten out of ten scene during that. Uh, our our cop though gets almost uh, thrown off of the roof uh, while Kyle McLaughlin is able to save her uh, by pumping like twenty rounds into her, uh, but he can't finish her off with his special space gun, which is uh, looks like. Um, how to describe it. I, I've never been to an OBGYN, but it looks like uh, something I would see there. Does that make sense? Like, it seems like a tool of the vagine. Um, One of the special speculums. Mm, there we go. <laughs> I think it just looked no. like a million black gun, so. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. That's what I thought too, Jeremy. I do agree with that. I don't know what you boys are talking about with the OBGYN. I thought doctors just used their fists. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I I have seen OBGYNs that really do have to punch to get in there with their fist. So they let well, me I mean, walk. I had Eric to pay like always, fifty bucks. 
Eric always says his child had to high uke their way <laughs> out of his wife's puss. So maybe that's accurate. Hey, what, what about this? What about this? Uh, uh, what if I uh, opened up uh, an OBGYN, but that really uh, uh, tailored itself to uh, uh, maybe a more sci-fi crowd, right? And we called it the OBGYN Kenobi. Um, now, okay, it was a long one. Another, another uh, important part, I think, about the scene on the roof is that you realize the alien still kind of um, considers itself uh, male, because she speaks, she's like, I'm not coming out yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, after they shoot shoot her up real good, uh, she ends up ha- inhabiting the most adorable dog. Can I just say this? Because this dog, <laughs> I, it's this little white, like medium-sized fucking white dog with little black speckles on it. He's it looks just like adorable. a border collie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the funniest part is that this dog... In the when it has to jump to the next one, it it does like the weirdest attack. It jumps through a window to get this guy, and just like its body weight runs into him. It's like, oh god! <laughs> I don't know why that did make me laugh really hard. Um, and then they somehow made when the they, dog when they, when they filmed that. They're like, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. I just I just like that part where, uh, and then they like. They clearly like the dog had the ability to like snarl a little bit. Like they had, it looks like they were trying to get it to growl, but the best it could do was just look kind of like it was about to sneeze for the most part. Cause it's such an, the dog is so cute. It can't even look mean. It's just like, uh, like that. Uh, really fun, really fun little moment there. Uh, so, uh, after now it is in, uh, the police lieutenant's, uh, house uh or it's inhabited his body and jeremy is now showing us something from the from the convention Uh, is that is that a is that a guy dressed as a nazi right there is that what we're seeing yeah pretty much (laughs) he's not even here for the convention he's just (laughs) yeah there's another convention here actually i'm here for the other convention uh could you point me in the right (laughs) direction uh So uh, the the police lieutenant then walks into the police station and it's another huge fucking fight scene as uh, there's some guy who uh, in the evidence locker who accidentally uses the cricket gun and blows a hole in the wall. Uh, he goes then and takes out, uh, starts taking out people left and right and uh, ends up uh, grabbing the space gun from the guy uh, who blew a hole in the fucking security room. Um, so that he can use it to go kill uh, Kyle McLaughlin's character, right? So as they're walking at gunpoint, uh, uh, the other guy who we mentioned that has that fucking really gnarly face, uh, uh, playing playing Cliff Willis, who's played by Ed O'Ross, uh, the really scary-looking guy from Universal Soldier, he ends up uh, shooting him enough that uh, uh, Tom can grab the uh, the space gun and then go free Kyle McLaughlin's character, uh, Lloyd, from his cell. Uh, they... Are then able to kind of fend him off and like shoot him a bunch, but uh, we find out that the the space gun doesn't work on human uh, flesh, right? It, it can only work on an alien when it's when it's exposed, which also is very odd because I just saw this gun blow a hole through a fucking wall, like a concrete wall, and then they're like, but it doesn't work on the human body. What a fucking useless gun! 
Well, it, well, yes. it only works. It only works on aliens and walls. <laughs> it's such a specific stupid gun. <laughs> oh, and it also it also works on toothpaste. So, so <laughs> as they uh, as they they move through, the aliens able to escape. Um, they go and uh, chase him down. Uh, uh, but not in time before he can inhabit the body of the senator who is uh, uh, about to give his speech. Uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. It jumps into what's it called? The the other cop guy who's really fucking creepy looking and scary. Um, and he's trying to make his way uh, to the senator to see if he can go and inhabit his body because, you know. Okay, you went you went way too far, and you missed something very important. What did I miss? I'm sorry. Go ahead and hit hit me with it. Okay, so the 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 uh, lieutenant is going through the jail shooting, and right before he hits, tries to shoot the guys with a giant bazooka. Um, in the other cell is, of course, Danny Trejo. Oh yeah, one of, the, one of his earliest roles. And he says, hey, what kind of alien are you, man? I swear that there was an earlier version, and I don't know if this is just my mind or if I just made it up, but I swear that there was just a one line that the guy says to, to uh, that Danny Trejo just looks at the guy and like, hey, fuck you, man. And, um, and I don't know, maybe it's in my head. And I thought, that's a funny line because it's so simple. And then, of course, he kills Detaining Trejo, so. Oh. Well, maybe it's from, enough, maybe it's from like, uh, like uh, Desperado or. Uh, I almost think that they did like a TV version and a movie version, one that they could show for TV where he isn't just saying, fuck you. So I don't know. So it's been a long time. It's been at least 30 years since I've seen the movie, so. Anyway, so they uh they they do uh they do track that one the the guy he's currently inhabiting down, but uh Tom gets shot during it in the belly, so he's not doing too hot now, and he has to get carted off in a very I found it very odd as he's getting ushered out on the stretcher and he's like, it's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. And he's like looking at it. It's a very loving moment of uh, just pure roboticness. Uh, I I don't know how else to describe (laughs) the lack of emotion that happens in this uh, scene. But uh, unfortunately, uh, indeed, the alien was able to go inhabit the final uh, guy that we're going to see who is the... Uh, the senator and uh he he gets up on stage he's like uh and senator have you talked about your presidential i would like to be president and everybody starts yeah woo! and hilarious i was dying i was like <laughs> okay cool when did being an alien also become synonymous with being autistic <laughs> mm-hmm. so in this i i like turtles <laughs> so, so in this crowded uh press conference kyle mclaughlin walks up uh and flashes his fbi badge he's like i need access in here real quick fbi he's like yeah what's in the bag um just surveillance stuff he's like well can we look at it he's like sure thing and he pulls the the, the oldest trick in the book which is just like never mind and just pushes the guy and starts running <laughs> And as he's running, he throws on a flamethrower while other people are shooting him in the back. 
constantly because he's got to take this guy out, right? Security sees him. They're unloading on him. The actual uh, alien goes and grabs another gun. He starts shooting him from the front. But in a in epic fashion, he drops to one knee and finally gets there after he's been shot like 50 fucking times and then unloads a fucking napalm blast of flame for like four seconds that completely incinerates this uh, monster. And... Uh, uh, as everybody's like, oh my God, look, in another great fucking little special effect, the charred body's mouth opens up and that slug starts to make its way through. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And uh, he's able to use his special space ray to vanquish the, uh, not just like evaporate it, it hits it and it kind of glows for a second and then it fucking explodes. Uh, like like it touched the evil in the microwave from Time Bandits. Uh, <laughs> but a pretty epic ending uh, to to the movie. I did enjoy it for sure. Uh, <laughs> Ashley wasn't ready for a Time Bandits reference at all. She it was- <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Don't touch it. It's evil. <laughs> um, did you? Did either of you watch the video that I sent? No. What video did you send, Jeremy? I sent you a video from uh, Steve Perry. Oh yes, yes. I see. St- I see it right here. As a matter of fact, this. Uh, so you didn't watch it, and I send you things that you don't watch. I do. So. I, I won't Why do the I first bother? Time. I didn't watch it because I have mental problems that I don't always like to. So what? Engage. So, what about this Steve Perry video? I just clicked on it, by the way. So I'm. Uh, I have it up. So when they go to the hotel where the senator is supposed to give his conference, I totally recognize that it, it is the. Uh, the same exact place where they filmed the video for Oh Sherry by Steve Perry and his girlfriend Sherry is at the bottom of the stairs that he actually walks up. Sure enough. Oh, it is the same place. Look at that. Wow. Should have been an alien. I'm gonna be so yeah i like that so, steve perry they didn't, was... even mention that on, they didn't even mention that on imdb so that's a point for me i like that steve perry uh really rocked the haircut uh that was made famous again in the 2000s as the berries and cream little dutch boy um <laughs> i i respect that he that he rocked that hairdo for so long I'd like to think that maybe Steve Perry was such a f- fan of the hidden that he wanted to do a scene from the hidden and maybe Sherry actually has an alien in her and he kills her and blows her up with a flamethrower. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would, be, that would be fun. Um, that would have been a better video. Uh, there is one, the, the final scene of this movie uh, the epilogue is uh, you get to see the uh, cop who got shot in the gut and his his wife and child are, are obviously worried about him dying and stuff like that. And uh, we find one more special E.T.-like power that uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin has is it's uh, to breathe uh, gold space dust into his mouth so that he can be healed once again. So uh, uh, very uh, basically reverse cat's eye him. You know what I mean? Uh, and so it's a nice little magical end bookend to the film where we get to see our hero uh, uh, live and everybody lives happily ever after and that brings us to an end of uh, The Hidden Uh, another 
another sweet little gem, Jeremy, that you brought to us here. I uh, I appreciate the thing. What are your final thoughts on the hidden, Jeremy? Shit, am I still on? Yeah, you're still on. Oh fuck! I almost thought I lost the page. Um, I, I like the fact that Kyle McLaughlin was uh, an alien of light versus just another space roach. Yeah, and um, and uh, you know, just just a great violent movie that for uh, so much action in it and uh, less talky talk, and uh, you know, it's not the same as uh, I Come in Peace. Or uh, it was a lot more like uh, The Fallen with uh, Denzel Washington, but instead of a, a demon, it's it's an alien that goes through your mouth and likes its own breasts. So. <laughs> and loves its own titties. Uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. Oh, and also, also, the last joke that I missed was the uh, dog looked almost exactly like the dog from the National Lampoon where they held a gun to its head saying, buy this issue or we'll shoot this dog. It does. You're right. It is does look like that dog. Aw. So. Uh, Ashley, well, your, your final thoughts on The Hidden? Um, You know, I'll, I'll give it... Uh, I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Okay, 6 out of 10. Solid. I it a higher score, but it made me watch that skinny white bitch do a shitty job dancing, so... <laughs> <laughs> He loses points for that. Uh, she, I, she became head of a space station and a spaceship. <laughs> I, uh, I, I overall liked the movie. Uh, you know, it wasn't a knockout of the part. I felt like uh, we could have cut every scene that was supposed to make me care about the relationship he and the other cop had with each other um mm-hmm. didn't really didn't do it for me his family i was like i don't give a fucking shit about this guy no. get back to the fucking grand theft auto free play uh but the the violence in this movie is mm, chef's kiss good at times so uh i highly recommend it to anybody you can rent it for like two bucks on uh on uh youtube and uh, various other places so uh check I like it out listeners think- I also like to think that Kyle McLaughlin was the forerunner of uh, being a robot-like actor before David Duchovny. Ah. So, uh, Ashley, where can people find you at? What you got coming up? So people can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. You can actually catch me headlining uh, November 6th in Mount Airy. We're doing an event for charity. Uh, and then you can catch me doing a guest spot at the cellar door the next day, Sunday, November 7th. Hell yeah. Shout out. So go check all that shit out. Um, of course, all things Eric Comedy, ericcomedy.com. I got a pretty tame uh, November, not a whole lot on the book. So if you're looking to have some yuck yucks, go ahead and call your boy up. He'll come and tell jokes for tens of dollars. Uh, all that shit at ericcomedy.com. Um, merch and all that. Jeremy, take us out of here. I need this car. Die, Gary Newman. 